0: Chapter 2, verse 21, and just write this down. But uh, Moses was, the Bible says, Moses agreed to what? Settle down. He was comfortable with being where he was. He said, I'm about to have a family. I'm about, uh, you know, his wife gave him a son. He was ready to settle down. There was no issue, right? And then in verse, chapter 9, verse 9, God spoke to him one chapter later and said, now behold, the cry of the Israelites have come to me, and I also have seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you. All right, so God likes to get people who want to settle. He says, I'm calling you to do some work. Amen? So God has called us to do an assignment here in the city. Uh, We're not going to wait till later. That scripture in Isaiah, I want you to write this down if you haven't, Isaiah chapter 54, it's a little blurry for some reason, but 54 and verse 2, exponential growth begins with exponential thinking. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Liften your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. He's talking to us, RCC. We will spread out to the left and to the right. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in desolate cities. Amen. So when you people think of Philadelphia, there's some desolate parts of Philly. People say, man, Philadelphia. When I told people I was coming to Philly, they was like, you going to Philly. I was like, wow, what happened? I was green then. I didn't know what was going on. So, <laughs> yeah, show sure. up. Being obedient to the Lord. <laughs> desolate places in the city of Philadelphia. Desolate places. But guess what? That's where God sends his kingdom to desolate places. Why? So, when we show up, it's no longer desolate. Come on. The light shall shine upon our ways. Amen. So we bring light. So that's why God has called us to the city of Philadelphia. That's why God has called us to do this campaign, Transform. And I want you to get as excited as I am. Amen? I want to read this. this is a, I'm going to read two more scriptures, and we're going to jump into this prayer. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I love this. And this is a little bit lengthy, but it's important. I want, you, I want you to understand that you play a role in what God has called us to do in the city. Somebody say, I play a role and what God has called us to do in this city. Amen. And watch this. When you do your role, I promise you, and, and I want you to look at me, I promise you that God will take care of your business if you take care of his business. Can I say that again? God will take care of your business if you take care of his business. I'm a living witness. Ray and I have seen this happen over and over and over and over again. Every time God challenges us to be obedient, we step out in faith and we take care of his business. He always takes care of ours all the time, but we got to do it from a pure place. Amen. He says, but I also want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. Man, that happens a lot in the church, right? Right. My role. Who am I? Nobody listen, (laughs) don't get blown up with your self importance. Right? He says, For no matter how significant you are, it is only because of what you are a part of. Man, that's I know you can't see it, it's blurry, but God wants you to see it twice. That's why it's blurry. So, right? Uh, He (laughs) for no matter how significant you are, it is only because of what you are a part of. That's so in man. When I read that, I got happy just reading that part. So watch this. No matter how great of a preacher I am, no matter how great of a singer that Laura is and Rob can play and everybody does their role and their part, guess what? What's going to make this work is that we are all apart. parts, right? There's no one individual that makes this work. Come on. There's no one person. We need each other. Come on. Look at somebody and say, I need you. Now look at somebody or somebody else and say, I need you. Now look at them and say, RCC needs you. We need you. We need you, right? It's because what we're part of, he says, an enormous eye or a gigantic hand wouldn't be a body. It would be a monster. So guess what? <laughs> if I, yeah, right, right, a freak of nature or something like that. If, if I walked in and I had, my hand was ten times the size, Jada, uh, 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 of yours, you would say, Man, all, I got all my faculties, but you'd be staring at me. you say, what is wrong with him? If your eye got swollen for whatever reason, you would look and say, What is wrong with his eye? So, no matter how great you are, you can't have one part of your body bigger than the other part because otherwise you look like a monster. And we don't want any monsters at RCC. We want to be a body. Amen, church. All right, I'm going to get y'all going to come in regardless. Come on. Uh, What we have is one body with many parts, each its proper size, and in its proper place. No part is important on its own. This is the Bible. Can you imagine the eye telling the hand, get lost, I don't need you? Or the hand telling the foot, you're fired. Your job has been phased out. As a matter of fact, in practice, it works the other way. The lower the part, the more basic and therefore necessary. You can live without an eye, for instance, but not without a stomach. Man, that's some good stuff right there. Right? People have lost an eye, but nobody can live without a stomach. And you don't see the stomach. But the stomach is a critical part of your living every day. Come on. So don't get caught up in the part, well, you know, I'm greeting, or well, I'm working the table, or I'm in the parking lot, or well, I'm behind the scenes. Guess what? Every part is important. You can't see your kidneys, but try getting rid of your kidneys. You won't live. People that have bad kidneys are on dialysis because the kidneys are important. You need it. Whether you're internal or external, we need each other. Somebody say that. We need each other. All right, look at this. When it's part of your own body, you are concerned with. You are concerned with. That's important. Because when you're part of the body, you're concerned with each other. Right? If your hand is hurting, you say, I'm not going to pay my hurting hand no attention. No, you're going to pay attention to your hand because it's your hand. If, <laughs> if your foot is hurting you, you're going to pay attention to your foot because your foot. Now, somebody else, I may walk in here and you all right, pastor? All right, and you will keep on going. It ain't, your <laughs> it ain't your body. But the Bible says when it's your body, you should be concerned, which means that we should be concerned about one another. We should be thinking about one another. What is God calling us to do as a church? Come on. What is God calling us to do as members that we can't do by ourselves? I don't care how big the vision is, I can't do without you. I need everyone in there. I need those harvest hands. Come on. Those harvest hands. I need every. Don't be scared. Y'all scared. Look at your hand. You're scared. Yeah. Harvest hands. Right? After being out there yesterday, I realized there's a lot of harvest. There's a lot of harvest out there. Uh, higher. Higher or lower, you give it dignity and honor just as it is, without comparison. If anything, you have more concern for the lower parts than the higher. If you had to choose, you wouldn't you prefer good digestion to a full bodied hair? Now, you can be bald, we'll look around. like, yeah, okay, I got a little But you need digestion. You need some digestion. I keep my hair cut low, you know, I got some spots, that I got to keep it cut nice and low and fresh, you know, so, so you can't tell, right? But it says, wouldn't you prefer a digestion over a full head of hair? Yes. Yes, I would. Call me baldy, but I would rather have a strong digestive system so I can eat and digest and do what I got to do, right? But he says, so, but don't be worried about the, how, how you look on the outside. Right? Make sure that on the inside. So we need people to make sure that the inside is working. Everybody's doing their part. Come on. Everybody. There's no bigger part or small part. We need everybody doing their part. Somebody say everybody. 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 All right. Look at this. Two more verses. we almost there. Uh, the way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives. What's that word? Together as a church. Together as a church. Every part, depending on every other part, the parts we mentioned and the parts that we don't. Nobody never says, oh, man, your arteries look great today. I mean, I've never heard about (laughs) No one's ever told me that. No, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, your veins, they look great. Maybe the doctor may tell you that, I don't know. Oh, man, yeah, your pancreas is smoking. Nobody's going to say that to you, right? Because they can't see that. But they say, oh, your hair looks great. It's really nice. You're looking sharp today. Wow. Look at those eyes, man. Your eyes are nice. They'll tell you that. But, man, the inner parts, people don't mention. But does that mean that they're not important? No, they're not important. Are they important? Yes. (laughs) Y'all both say, yeah, it is important. All right? Together as a church, every part depending on every other part, we're all interconnected. Whatever your role is, it is all interconnected. The parts we mention, the parts we don't, the parts we see, the parts we don't. If one part hurts, guess what? Every other part is involved in the hurt. Oh, that's so good. Can I read that again? If every other part is involved in the hurt, if one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt. Have you ever had a toothache? When you have a toothache, your whole body aches. It's not just the tooth. You are in pain from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet when you have a toothache, right? Because if one part hurts, every part hurts. And in the healing, we all also heal together. If one part flourishes, guess what? Every other part enters into exuberance. So it's important that we stick together as a church family. And that's why we're going to pray together, amen, and believe God together. You are what? Christ's body. That's who you are, exclamation mark. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. You must never what? Forget this. Only as you accept your part of the body does your part mean anything. Oh, that's really good. I always ask people to do everything with excellence. Because when you accept your part of the body, then your part has meaning. I remember, and I tell you this story all the time when I was back in New York, and my grandfather asked me to, to, to start the youth ministry. But well, there was no youth ministry, Laura. We didn't have one. And, and what we had realized is that for three, four years of not having a youth ministry, we were losing a lot of big families that were coming because we didn't have anything for the kids. Now, we had nursery and stuff like that, but no ministry for youth. Uh, and the size of church that we were, we needed that. And so, you know, I could have said, really? You want me to take, care, take over the little kids? I should be doing something better. I should do something bigger and grander. I'm traveling everywhere. I I don't need to be taking over that. But guess what? It didn't have meaning until I began to put meaning to it. And we became the largest youth ministry in all of New York City. All of New York City. The largest in a matter of five years. Massive. Why? Why? Because when you touch it, you put meaning to it. Come on, you got to get this. You put meaning. That may just be a table outside, but when you touch it, and you decorate it, it gets me in. That may just be a parking lot out there, but when you start praying out there, and you bring, and you create the experience, you put meaning to it. Come on, I'm asking you as, as, a, as a part of this church, everything that God tells you to touch, put meaning to it. Put meaning to it. Just don't touch it to be touching it. But say, when I touch it, it's going to get better. I know it's good now, but it's going to get better after I touch it. I know pastor went at this, this but man, when, when, when I get finished with this, it's going to be just beyond excellent. Why? Because when I touch it, I give it meaning. I give it definition. He says, you are familiar with some of the parts that God has formed in his church, which is his body, right? So watch this. We have, uh, this is the, the, uh, uh, the Message Bible. Apostles, prophets, teachers, miracle workers, healers, helpers, organizers, those who pray in tongues, But it's obvious by now, isn't it, that Christ's church is a complete body and not a gigantic, can't read that word, hold on, unidimensional part. All right, to be blurred, sorry. Unidimensional part. So he says, listen, everybody's playing their roles. Everybody has a part. Some people are great helpers. Some people are great organizers. Some people pray for the sick. Some people are great teachers. Some people have the ability to operate in the realm of prophecy. So God says all of us have a role, right? But you have to have a role. Every part of your body, there's nothing there that's just there. Every part has a function. And we want to make sure that everyone that's a part of RCC has a function, right? We're not just saved to go to heaven. You have a function. Somebody say, I have a function. It says, it's not all apostles, not all prophets, not all miracle workers, not all healers, not all praying in tongues, not all interpreters of tongues. And yet some of you keep competing for so-called important parts. Man, that's good stuff. We're not competing for the important parts because we're all important. God has you work in the elevator. My goodness, make sure that's the best, cleanest smelling elevator in all of Philadelphia. When they get in that elevator, they're going to feel the presence of God because I'm in that elevator. Find your role. Come on. What you touch, make it mean something. Make it mean something. Last scripture in James chapter 1, verse 5 through 8, as we begin to pray, if you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves, he loves to help. and I'm glad he loves to do it. I need a lot of his help. You'll get his help, and it won't be Condense, Con, condense to you, uh, to to when you ask for it, ask boldly, believingly, without a second thought. You see that? Without a second thought. Now it's so easy for us to pray, and we say, "Well, God, I know I prayed. We're about to pray in a little. We're about to pray in the next couple of minutes, and I know it's, you know I'm praying, but man, in the back of my mind, I'm just still hoping that you come through." He said, when you pray, don't give it a second thought. I mean, just forget about it. Just move on to the next thing. When we started RCC, there was no second thought. There's no, you got to burn the bridge that allows you to retreat. You got to just push forward when God tells you to do something. Amen? You got to show up. Don't give it a second thought. People who worry with their prayers, that's a real thing. People who worry with their prayers. You pray, I hope it works. Don't worry with your prayers. Or like... Wind-whipped waves all over the place. Monday, I believe God. Tuesday, I don't know if it is a God. Wednesday, I'm standing in faith. Thursday, I am terrified. Friday, I'm in the middle. I'm all right tell You can talk to me. But Saturday, don't bother me. <laughs> you know, we're like the wind, just tossed all over the place. He says, don't think that you're going to get anything from the master that way. Adrift at sea, keeping all your options open. Don't keep your options open when you pray. The only option is that God is going to answer your prayer. Are you hearing me? I'm going to pray and believe God, but I'm going to keep these options open just in case God don't show up. Come on. Do do we do that? Come on. Come on. Talk to me. Do we do that? Uh -uh. Just in case he don't show up, I'm going to keep these. uh, And after you pray, you still try to figure it out your own self. You still, I'm going to make this work. Still trying to make it work yourself, right? That's worrying prayer. And those prayers, he says, don't work. They don't work. And so, watch this last scripture. And we've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. This is our theme scripture for the last couple of weeks Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And we're about to start praying. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. I mean, this is awesome. Listen for God's voice in what? Everything you do. Everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. He's the one who will keep you on track. And so, watch this. As as we prepare our hearts and we prepare our minds to pray, some of you say, well, I've never done more than a five-minute prayer. Well, you're going to pray more than five minutes a day, all right? We're going to teach you how to pray. (laughs) We're going to help you pray through. We're going to help you pray because without prayer, it cannot happen. It cannot happen. And I want you to get, even in your personal lives, to get into the habit of praying. Get into the habit of praying. Get into the habit of praying. We're going to let God do his thing. Uh, Mother, Beth, did you want to say anything before? Yeah, yeah, please. Do you, 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 you want to? Yeah. Mother Bev's going to have a couple of words, and then we're going to jump into this, all right?